HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Garden Cult, garden design and coaching. For a 15% discount on virtual garden consultations and coaching sessions, use code HRN15. Learn more at gardencult.com. Hello, this is Lisa Held, and you're listening to The Farm Report, a Heritage Radio Network show about the people, processes, and policies that shape how food is produced today. Before the pandemic, online shopping was on the rise in nearly every category, including food. Then COVID-19 came along and accelerated that shift. Along with increases in online grocery shopping via big retailers like Amazon and restaurant orders placed via delivery apps, many small farms also moved their local market sales or community-supported agriculture memberships onto digital platforms. Today's guest is Lindsay lesher Shute, the farmer owner of Hardy Roots Farm in the Hudson Valley and the creator of a new cooperative digital platform for farmers. We're going to talk about how Grown By is different from other platforms and what she hopes it can do for farmers and the broader food system in the future. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Lisa. So first of all, um, how is the season going at Hardy Roots? We are having a great season so far. I'm, I'm pleased to report. Yeah, <laughs> um, the weather has more or less cooperated really well and uh, our... We had we just completed our second week of CSA. We usually start our deliveries to the city. We have uh, CSA sites in New York City and in the Hudson Valley region. We started those the first week of June, so we're two weeks into it now. It's still kind of crazy as everyone you know adjusts to that new distribution schedule. But yeah, it's it's yeah. going well. And are you still seeing? Um kind of the the increased demand that you were seeing last year when COVID-19 hit? Well, it's certainly stronger than it was a couple of years ago. It's not the same kind of fervor that there was during COVID-19, where our right. farm store, in addition to doing CSA, we also have a farm store on site here. And last spring, our sales were 30 times higher than oh they were the previous season. We ended up basically being a distribution hub for farms around the region. Um, 
where and we all did you know contact free delivery and uh pre-orders and the like so we've been able to open up the store again to the community which has been really awesome but it, we don't have that same kind of uh really an intense uh demand uh and the the csa were actually sold out now but it's you know it took i don't know probably a month we have a thousand csa shares that wow. we sell every season so it took about a month uh to fill up our membership this year last uh time around it was two weeks we've <laughs> up and some sites, you know, you know, sold right. out in a day. So we haven't seen quite the demand, but it's it's still really strong. And I think last year's uh, COVID experience really helped people recognize the amazing food that they have right down their, their street in right. the case of our farm and our neighbors, but just in their region generally, uh, it helped a lot of people just experience local food. And I think many of those customers are returning because they were really pleased with their experience. Right. And in a way, it's probably better for you for it not to be like total insanity with 30 times the demand, right? That you have to be like struggling to keep up. Um, I mean, it was amazing. It kind of gave (laughs) us a glimpse into what a really strong, vibrant local food system Mm. could be like, right? With scale, We're still such a small portion overall of the American food budget, uh, talking about local food, right? And last year showed us what it could be like, you know, what if we doubled that, for instance? And that was really exciting. And I think we need to figure out a more gradual way to get there. But Mm. in the moment, it was both like thrilling and exciting to be able to, you know, have so much demand for our own products, but also to be able to create a market for so many of our friends um, and, and um, you know, regionally, uh, the farms in, in the Hudson Valley to be able to sell through our store. What really was kind of the killer for us was just all the packing and, pre mm. you know, all of the cardboard. We were ordering like pallets of cardboard boxes and bags and the logistics of doing that was really tough. Um, yeah. And, you know, just to deal with the COVID protocols on on top of it all, both for our workers doing the packing um, and just for, you know, how we were doing delivery and whatnot. So we're, we're pretty glad to be over that part of it, but yeah. hoping that we can look at COVID as sort of a benchmark. Like how do we, how do we get back to that level of demand generally for um, local food? Right, right. And maybe be, be more prepared for it. Right. <laughs> Not exactly. to hit you out of nowhere, right? right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, in the midst of all of that, you were also working on um, developing Grown By and, and That's the right. Firm Generations Co-op. Um, so, so let's talk about that. Um, I, first of all, I was, I was thinking a lot about this before um, recording. And, and I was thinking, you know, that there, are so many, there are quite a few companies at this point developing sales tech for farmers. Um, there's some sort of ones that have been around a long time that have changed, like Farmigo, and then there's Local mm-hmm. Food Marketplace and Barn to Door. But I, I couldn't think of another. I couldn't think of one that was created by an actual working farmer. Do you, I, I could be wrong. Do you think you're the first? Well, I, there's, there's one other um, company, Grace Cart, that focuses on um, a 
products, software products for uh, livestock farmers in particular, oh, okay. but other than Gracecart, yes, I think we are, we are the only other uh, company out there uh, that is certainly doing a broad-based um, direct sales platform for uh local farms selling direct with in-person pickups and eventually with home delivery that the, the uh, scope of what we're doing we are the only company out there that is founded and presently run by a working farmer but we i can say that we are the only company um that is cooperatively owned so hmm. the only company that is actually giving the opportunity for our farmers to become owners of the platform Right. And you, you said um, earlier, I, I think in an email to me that, you know, part of your, your idea was that you want to make sure farmers are not the next gig workers. Can you unpack that a little bit? Is the co-op model, um, is that why you're using the co-op model to, to avoid that? And, and what do you mean by that? Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly right. The cooperative model is incredibly important uh, for farm generations and grown by for a couple of reasons. Number one, I mean, co-ops have a long history in agriculture and it immediately communicates trust and transparency and partnership. And that's really important to us uh, with, with grown by and, and farm generations is that we are a software company that's not in it, you know, just to uh, make um, profits and right. you know create sort of this hockey hockey puck as they say scalable model um, that's you know going to have 10x returns in 10 years. I mean, we, of course, we want the company to do well, but the idea here is that we are cooperative, working together, farmers working together for mutual benefit. That's like the core core principle of of a cooperative, um, and mm -hmm. and that's really what we're here for to grow the local food system together. And the other reason um, that it's critical is, is really something that we're seeing in other industries too, where you have uh, technology come in and disrupt existing systems. Maybe that there's, there's opportunities um, to make things a little bit more efficient or faster. And they, these companies end up then uh, really disrupting livelihoods, right? Mm -hmm. And and incomes and what were once stable and good jobs. So you've seen that with like Uber and Lyft being a prime example where taxi drivers are suddenly considered gig workers. They don't know mm. the wages that they're going to make. They don't know when they're going to have volume and not, they're really not, they're suddenly not in control of the job that really once supported them and their families in, in a good way. And so you're seeing uh, a movement of platform cooperatives across the world. There's a new group in New York City called the Drivers Cooperative that's kind mm. of in the same vein here, where uh, workers are coming together to build their own platforms. So that, you know, we recognize we can be more efficient, we can, we can help consumers, and let's build fairness into the equation. So we're both meeting the needs of, in the case of the Drivers Co-op, you know, the, the riders and the drivers. Right. So for Farm Generations, that's exactly what we're doing. We want to create a software solution platform that um, through GrownBy, it GrownBy makes it easier for both uh, the consumers to shop locally and see what's available locally and place orders. It makes it easier for 
the farmers to track those orders and uh, communicate with their customers. And so you have software doing the best that it can, but also built into this is fairness. So 95% mm. of every dollar that a consumer is spending on grown by at least is going to the farm um, that you're buying from. And you mm. see, you can see, and th this has already happened to some degree, where a company will say, you know, we're supporting local farms and, you know, do home delivery or what, whatnot. Yeah. And then, you know, the selling point is we're giving 50% of the food dollar to farmers. And that might be, you know, to a farm like ours, we're used to getting the the vast majority of the majority, food, right. food dollar to our farm, right? We've built our entire business um, based on this model where that of direct sales, where you know, at least 90 plus percent is going uh, to Hardy Roots Farm, to our workers and helping us make choices as a farm that we feel really good about. So so that's part of it, too. It's making sure that um, we have the best technology as a community, that we are creating convenience, that we're making it easy to shop local and those farmers are being taken care of. So um, there's not some disruption that really erodes their long-term viability as producers. Right. And I mean, in, in this, this market, I mean, that, that really could be a reality, that it would erode their vi viability if they yes. were only getting 50%, right? Like the margins are so slim when you're talking about small farms that are um, producing food sustainably and selling it locally. They, like 50% is, is I would say not enough, right? In in order to to make a profit, or well, it just I, it depends. I mean, there's there are some farms where you know fifty percent would be considered good because they're highly mm. scaled, right? And right. they're meant for that uh, you know grocery store shelf or wholesale production, and they have the scale to support um, you know a, a a much uh, lower price per item, whatever that might be. But farms like ours, we are built for direct sales. We don't have that scale. We're growing on a hundred acres. That's that's much different than a farm growing on a thousand acres with a, you know a team of a hundred workers. It's it's just it's a if it's a different scale of agriculture that is very important to support. Um, on a regional basis, COVID, of course, being a great example of why you want to make sure that we're not depending on farms from across the country, but we have farms down the street that are that are there for us. And that's the, you know, mid to smaller size uh, scale farms that really depend on those direct sales. And that's what Farm Generations and Grown By is all about, making sure that we have a fair market uh, for those producers. Mm. And what does it mean that the farms are also owners of the company? Like, you, you know, you're saying they're getting more, they're getting a, a high percentage of um, the sale of their items. But is there also a financial benefit? Like if the company makes money, do the farmers all then make money? Yes, that's the idea. So essentially, anyone who uh, becomes a seller on GrownBuy, um, a farmer seller on GrownBuy. So GrownBuy has has two sides of the platform, it's like Etsy or Airbnb. There's the farmer community and there's the shopper community. So if you mm. join the farmer community and are selling products after your first sale on the platform, you're invited to become a member owner of the cooperative. So you can buy a, a member owner share, and then you are a class A shareholder of the co-op. And essentially at the end of the year, when we have a profitable year, the uh, 
profits of the cooperative are essentially divided up based on use of the cooperative services. So based on what's called your patronage. So if if your sales just, you know, sake of simplicity are 50% represent, you know, 50% of the profits from the co-op from that year, then you would, I guess, be eligible to receive 50% of um, the the net um, profit from that uh, financial year for for the co-op. So basically, they're okay. they're they're divided up at the end of the year once once we achieve profitability. And some of that, you know, is a cash dividend to farmers, and some of that is equity back in the co-op. So your ownership of the company actually grows over time. Got it. Um, and how many farmers so far are using the platform? So we have 116 farmers that have signed up to use the platform since the end of March when um, we launched Grown By. That's incredible. Um, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how the platform works. This episode is brought to you by Garden Cult, garden design and coaching. Carmen DeVito is a professional garden designer, certified New York State landscape professional, and the founder of Garden Cult. You may also know her from HRN's home gardening videos and our series, We Dig Plants. Garden Cult is a culmination of Carmen's more than two decades of experience designing and building gardens in New York City. Carmen believes that gardens and outdoor spaces should be healthy, environmentally sustainable places that enhance the health of people, nature, and the planet. She knows how to help you maximize the space you've got, help you work with and make the most of the materials, plants, and trees that you already have, and create an outdoor place to use and enjoy for you and your family. Get started at GardenCult.com. For a 15% discount on virtual garden consultations and coaching sessions, use code HRN15 through September 30th, 2021. That's code HRN15 at gardencult.com. All right, we're back. This is Lisa Held. You're listening to The Farm Report on Heritage Radio Network. I'm talking to Lindsay Lusher-Shoot, a farmer at Hardy Roots Farm in the Hudson Valley, who is also the founder of Farm Generations Co-op and Grown By. So, Lindsay, um, we were talking a little bit about, on the farmer side, ownership in um, Grown By and, and why that, that might benefit the farmer. Um can you talk a little bit about how the actual platform works for a consumer? Like what do they download the app and then can they find farms near them? Like what does it look like on their end? Yes, absolutely. So Grown By is an app. It's available on the Google Play or Apple App Store. Just search for Grown By one word. And essentially, or you can use it on, on the web at grownby.app. And essentially you... Um, can search for a farm right now. Uh, you can, 
if you know a local farm um, that you would like to buy from, you can search for that farm and, and see if they're signed up for the platform. If they're not, you can invite them. And uh, essentially you, you make, uh, create an account as a shopper and then you go into that farm and you can purchase uh, whatever they have available. So for our farm, that might be a CSA subscription for Footprint Farm in Vermont or Matt's Mushrooms um, or many other better, uh, what's Rise and Root Farm just, just mm. joined. Uh, you can essentially order a la carte. So you can fill your basket uh, for the following week. And then the farm has specified uh, places where you can pick up your orders. So that might be at the local farmer's market, at the farm or co community distribution location. And that's that's about it. Basically, you just order and, and you pick up, you'll get a, a distribution uh, notification, you know, tell, you know, reminding you when to pick up. Um, and then the cool thing about Grown By is it's a single app for purchasing direct from any farm in the United States. So you could buy from, uh, you know, a basket from Rise and Root Farm and a CSA share from uh, uh, Hardy Roots Farm, a meat share from Northwind Farm, and do that all on the single app. So you have all of your orders uh, together on the app, all of your uh, pickup. Uh, notifications and schedules mm. that's all together on the app all of your invoices and financial uh, you know uh, information is also on the app so it, it just simplifies it so it's like you know if you want to buy local just go to the the one app and then you can shop directly from any of the farms that are are participating Okay. And the actual transaction, the payment happens within so, the app? That's right. So okay. exactly. So you fill up your cart and you check out, you can pay with um, a, a credit card or you can do an offline payment um, if the if the farm has enabled that. And then you just check out and you get a receipt and, and that's it. And then right. those, and then those payment methods, of course, you can use for any, any farm on, on the app. Okay. So you were kind of testing this platform throughout the last year, right? Mm -hmm. um, during 2020, um, right. it was obviously a little bit of a weird year to be, to be <laughs> testing things. Yeah, um, it was a good test. <laughs> yeah. But um, what, so were there any kinks that you had to work out? Like, were there any big challenges you encountered? Like, oh, that's not going to work for the farmer. That's not going to work for, for the buyer. Um, anything like that, that came up? Well, the big thing that we learned last year, so we started to build the app Actually, when I was at the Young Farmers Coalition, the Young Farmers National mm. Young Farmers Coalition incubated Farm Generations Co Cooperative oh. and Grown By. So we built uh, sort of our alpha version there, and then we continued to sort of finish uh, that work in 2020, uh, just as the cooperative independently, and then did this beta test with 18 farms last season in 2020 uh, with this original product. And essentially what we learned is that that particular product, it was kind of like a Squarespace or Shopify where you would go to the Hardy Roots version of it, and then you would go to the Better Together CSA version of it and the Organico's version of, of Grown By. And it wasn't an app, it was all web-based. And okay. our CTO, um, Ravi came on uh, and joined the team last spring. And, you know, his big comment was, this is, 
you know, it has to be an app and you're lacking discoverability. So you're not mm. going to benefit from like the network effects that you can create when you build a platform that's really supporting uh, community, right? A right. community of shoppers, a community of farmers together. And that was pretty clear. So actually, after we did the beta test last year, we built another product. We <laughs> rebuilt <laughs> the entire platform starting last summer as an app. And when I say discoverability, I mean, you know, you, Lisa, want to find maybe local fresh chicken. I don't know what it, what product you might be right. looking for. And the how we had built the app before, you would have to like know all the farms and may, and may, and you would know that they were using grown by, but there was no place, single place to sort of look for that mm. chicken. Now there is, you can grow to grown by and we're going to incorporate this actually in the next couple of months where you'll be able to search for chicken or for, you know, actually chicken is, I guess the number one search thing for on the internet. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's an anyways, interesting so, fact. <laughs> I digress. But anyways, you could also search for that on Grown By and you could find lo all of the local farms that had that available um, for purchase. And then you could, you know, see who's nearby you. You could filter by um, certification and the like. So that, so that yeah. was the core thing that we just felt like how we had um, structured it previously, it wasn't going to allow us to um, really showcase all of the products that farmers uh, had available and really create that convenience for consumers, being able to shop between farms with a single user account, um, and also just to be very easily able to you know, see all of uh, the amazing things um, that they had for sale. Yeah. Well, and that is a big distinction because a lot of the software that exists right now is, um, or apps are, are just like software programs that a farm can use on its own right. to sell its stuff to its customers. Right. That's so right. this, so this is kind of a, a big distinction that, that it can, it kind of binds all these farms together. In, on, exactly. On this app. Yes, okay. exactly. So each when you when you purchase something when you favorite a farm on grown by or you purchase something you are a customer just of that farm the farm you know unlike some of the other platforms such as square as an example you're not that farm doesn't actually have all of your um contact information which you mm. know creates some logistical challenges for farms that actually uh. need to be in close contact with their customers so we do that is left intact, right? You are directly a customer of of that farm, but you can also very easily become a customer with the same account um, to other farms as well. And the advantage mm. is also we can market together. So the the average shopper doesn't have to know all of the names of the farms around them. They can just, you know, know that they need to download grown by and then they can easily access all of the the producers around um mm. you know their region right is there any was there any pushback on that in terms of like a farmer then would be competing like with another farmer on the platform that also is selling chicken in the same region i, I mean there is so much opportunity to grow the local food market that at this point it's you just can't really think like that. It's like, yeah. we all, <laughs> you know, the, the tide lifts all boats, right? We need to all work together to get consumers excited about uh, shopping local and buying local food. And when we do that, 
every farm should be able to succeed on this platform. When you think about it, like our our customers uh, for our farm are also shopping at all of these other farms too, because they're like local buyers. They they love shopping local, and so it's really just making it easier for them. So you know, maybe somebody buys beef at one farm and chicken at another farm. Grown by <laughs> just makes it easier for them to do that. And I, you know, of course, as the platform evolves, we will learn and you know see how that plays out. But for most farms that I've talked to at this point, like. They're just excited to make things easier for their consumers. They're excited to have this community of farmers that they can work with. Uh, the idea of a co-op in the future, once we you know, can really build critical mass, there are tons of exciting possibilities where the co-op can offer technical support to its um, growers to do crop insurance and the like. So we're really thinking about this as an opportunity to build the marketplace for local food, but also create a, a, a venue, a platform for um, deep collaboration uh, between communities of farmers. Sure. You mentioned also that you incubated this idea initially during your time at the National Young Farmers Coalition. How does this app specifically support young farmers? That's a great question. So when I was at Young Farmers Coalition, we did a survey of our membership at the time, asking them, what can the coalition do to help your farm today? (laughs) Young Farmers Coalition does this amazing policy work. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that happens quickly, but sometimes it takes years, right, to to get something done between administrations and whatnot. And we were thinking about, like, what are are some immediate tangible things that we can do? And um, actually, technology rose to the top of the list of needs identified by farmers. And we got really excited about the idea of being able to create a platform that could support the membership. So that that's basically where it got started is young farmers identified this need that they want, they knew they needed to sell their products online. And they wanted a platform that was able, able to do that better, just better technology, more appropriate technology, something that was affordable and a company that they trusted with, with their data and, and their sales. Mm. Makes sense. For sure. So we have to wrap up Um, before we do. uh, What's the goal in terms of how you'd like to grow grown by (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, just over the next few years? Like what is what does this look like in in five years? Yeah, our goal in five years is to have at least 10,000 farms on the platform. So farms in every community across the U.S. are using the platform um, shoppers are, are downloading it and looking at it, you know, as, as the farmer's market that's on their phone, right? You, if you want to buy from a local producer, you open up grown by and see what they have available, right? Mm-hmm. Um, grown by is an opportunity to build the marketplace for local food, right? So you ask about what is the benefit for young farmers the benefit is that there will be a marketplace for, for mm. local food in the future, right? We don't we don't want to see this leveling off or going down. We've you know we've seen a precipitous loss of 
all farmers and particularly farmers of color over the last century, we do not want that to continue. And the only way we're going to reverse course um, outside of a crisis like COVID last year, right, is yeah. is to actually do um, changes in the marketplace, in policy and the like that are really supporting the long-term success of regional food systems. So, so that's what this is about. This is about growing the, the market for local food and making sure that if a young person wants to farm in the U.S., that they have a market to do that. They have consumers that are ready to to purchase their products and they have a cooperative of other farmers who are there to support them and technology that can provide them that foundation as well. Right. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to chat. Thank you all so much for listening to the Farm Report on Heritage Radio Network. If you enjoyed the conversation, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and share it. Until next time, this is Lisa Held. The Farm Report is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Just enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.